It's a very special episode of Mike Up the Halo. We got a new picture. We got a unanimous MVP, and we're ready to go. Welcome, welcome, everybody. It's Tyler and Jacob. Jacob, say hello to the world. Hello. We got pitching. We, we got an MVP. We have the unanimous MVP, Shohei Otani. I am so happy. I mean, this is a long time coming. We've known it since all the way back in April. Um, I had no idea. You know, hats off to Vlad, second place. Um, I, I, I am so happy, guys, because not only did we get a pitcher, but then Shohei wins MVP, and things are just looking nice right now in Halo Nation. How are you doing, Jacob? Good. Yeah, it's kind of two steps forward, one kind of tiny step back with the rice cell stuff that we'll get into. But, yeah, overall, what a week, guys. I mean, the early news the other day, uh, Thor's coming over to Anaheim. New York Mets fans are even more pissed off than they normally are. They have Billy Epler now that they can direct that towards, hopefully. Um, That's fun to do. We did that for a while. But, yeah, uh, just a really good, positive week. We got to thank Perry Manazian for everything he's doing. Um, Looked exhausted on that Zoom call interview, which, hey, it's not a shot at him. It's You know he's been busting balls. Literally, yeah. literally busting balls, probably getting his balls busted. Yeah, um, and he deserves a good bust every now and then. But let's let's just start with the hottest topic, or probably not the hottest anymore. But let's go in chronological order here. He's pretty hot. Noah Syndergaard Whew. coming to the Angels on a one-year, twenty-one million dollar deal. He declines the qualifying offer from the Mets. Good. And you would think, you know, like he's a he's a staple of that franchise. You know, kind of like very. Uh, outspoken, puts himself out there. Great Twitter follow. Uh, also has a book club if you're interested in books. Yeah, I um, saw that too. That was interesting. So, I mean, and, and he seems like the type of guy that really is proud to wear whatever uniform he puts on, specifically in this case, like for most of his career up until this point, it's been the Mets, and he holds the Mets to a high regard despite all of their misfortunes that have occurred. But now he's going to be in an Angels uniform. He's going to be playing in Anaheim with Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, and hopefully Rysel Iglesias if we're able to sign him to an extension. Um, But we had talked about it on the last podcast, how our original reactions to Thor potentially signing with the Angels, um, again, original thought before we even looked into the stats was not a good idea, coming off of TJ, injury prone. Really, he's not that injury prone. He's only been severely injured twice in his career. And his stats, like he's only 29 years old. This is a guy that's going to be able to bounce back. Shohei was able to bounce back and be a two-way player and win an MVP after Tommy John surgery. So I think Noah Syndergaard knows himself. He knows his body. Perry already said that uh, he doesn't believe in pitch limits or innings limits. So that's good to hear. Talk to Joe Madden about that. Yeah. Please. I mean, Perry's going to have to sit down with Joe and be like, Joe, I know you think it's 1985, but we're we're not there anymore. No, if it was 85, Joe would let him go 140 pitches. But you would yeah, think. I, I agree. You are comparing an alien to a human being here, but yeah, they both a Norse god. Uh, yeah, it's it is a Nordic name, which I, I did notice with the double A there. I I kind of never maybe realized that. I don't know. I knew it was hard to spell, and it's going to be a hell of a time getting used to that. Rendon was easy. Otani is easy. Um, but this is going to be a little bit a little bit getting used to. We got to come up with a. An angel's nickname. I know Thor is the nickname, but maybe adding something to it, something that kind of you know differentiates from the New York Thor, uh, which he did put out a nice video thanking New York, which any big name player usually does. 
you could just tell he's ready to go. He just said it's the best decision for me at the time. He doesn't feel like he needs to explain himself, which is good. A lot of guys feel the need to gush and explain, well, but, you know, they were going to rebuild, and then Cohen, and, you know, it just makes you look uh, like you're too stressed out. It seemed like this decision was easy. Perry met with him last week for lunch. You saw that? Dinner. Sorry, dinner, I guess. Bottom dinner. And uh, discussed why he would be a good fit for the Angels and what they saw for him in the future and all this good stuff that just research-based. And that's really good to see from a GM when you know the owner doesn't know how to do half of that. So Artie did not instruct that. You know that's not his doing. That's all Perry. So I got to give it up to him. It's not the signing. You're right. It's not the signing that we're like, oh, this is our guy. We got our guy. But this could be our guy. I mean, and you know what I mean? It could be. That's why it's great that it's a one-year deal. Granted, it is $21 million, But at the same time, you know, you got you to gotta pay out. The Andals... We, we talked about it last time. Like They have to go for it. This being a one-year deal means just that. On They're a, going we, for it. Yeah. On a World Series contender or on a playoff team, $21 million is the three starter, the third starter, maybe the, maybe the second starter. That's just what it is now. And if he comes out this year post-Tommy John and shoves, we're going to see Thor in Anaheim for quite some time. You know, like, and he's going to see quite a bit of money in his pocket because he's going to sign a nice, fat, long deal that's going to probably take him to the end of his career or towards the end of his career. We can get a one- or two-year deal at the end, maybe with the Angels, maybe elsewhere. But, yeah, I don't think he has intentions of coming here to showcase himself to other to other teams. I think he seems happy already to be coming here, so... And let's just, let's just throw a little hypothetical out there. I mean, let's say, let's say Thor can't pitch the amount of innings that we want him to i can see him being converted into a high leverage reliever because he has the stuff he has the velo his pitches have nasty break on them you know he has a john smoltz situation potentially in his back pocket which i wouldn't be upset with especially you know riceel declined his qualifying offer uh i'm not surprised about that given that it was Obviously, eighteen point four million is coming off a platform year, yeah. as the MLB nerds like to say. Um, but I, I truly think that we're going to extend him. Like, there's just no. I mean, there is a little bit of doubt in my mind, but nonetheless, like Perry giving twenty one million to a guy coming off a of TJ, I can only imagine what they'd provide for Rysel coming off a platform year. That's what I was going to say. Is if you're going to give eighteen point four to your closer, why not twenty one? <laughs> I mean, you, I was going to say don't waste what you're paying this guy as a closer, but no, I mean. If he could throw 97, 98 consistently through six innings, I'm assuming he could throw 98, 99 through an inning. I don't know. Something like that. That's what I'm thinking, too. Maybe I mean, maybe touch a hundy. Um, and he's young. Like you said, everyone feels like they've been watching this guy for a long time, and it's because we have. We've watched him since 2015. It was his big debut and playoff debut where uh situation terry Terry collins comes running out to defend him and the the whole thing the whole situation terry we all remember and that was when he was what 22 years old 23 22 yeah yeah. so we tend to forget it's like he he looks a lot older than he is too because he's got the hair going on he's kind of got that chiseled jaw going on there he you know he looks like he could be 30 this whole time and you kind of take that for granted and you remember you got a kid out there on the mound that Literally be in college or a year out of college. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a risk. I understand that, you know, Jared Carabas. I, I understand that. Uh, anybody else saying that it's a risk. We, we know that, which is why maybe it's not the only move they're going to make. 
wink, wink. We're not going to talk too much about the future. Um, knowing us, we'll post this and then something will happen. That's our luck. But yeah, overall, I think as a as either either a number one with another solid pickup to fill out the rotation, or a number two after a really big pickup here coming up, I'm I'm happy with the move. I'd say it's it's an A minus B plus move for me. I'm I'm very happy with it. I'm leaning towards A minus just looking yeah. at the stats, man. I mean, you know me, I love stats. Like career three point three two ERA, career two point nine three FIP. What is there not to love about Noah Syndergaard? I had a question that I asked, or I was going to ask somebody. If if this was 2020, let's say there's no pandemic, right? God, be awesome. Let's say there's no no different season for 2020, and he's coming off of that last full season of 2019. What is he making? And to, let's say the market is today, just to put it, you know, today's market value, not two years ago. The guy's making 30. Yeah. They're, he's getting tied a up long for a long deal. time. Either, yeah. either the Mets give him that extension or some other team comes into play. Yep. Um, the Red Sox and the Yankees were were talking to him. He was offered more money than what we offered him, and he picked us, guys. Yes. He was offered almost $25 million to, I assume, maybe go to the Yankees. I would assume the Yankees had the big They're the going to force him offer. to cut his hair. You know, like, that. people, the, a lot of times, hair is someone's personality, man. Like, the they they love their hair. If I Johnny Damon can do it, you know, I don't know. He he said no, and I mean, like I feel like him going to the Yankees would be even more of a backstab. Like, oh yeah, you know, and that, there's no way he could walk around town. That's what I'm saying. Is I think he wanted out of that whole East Coast area altogether. Baltimore, not that he's going there, but you know, Baltimore, Washington, New York, um, Boston, Philly, get, get get me out of there because you're gonna have people run into you and see you all over the place and. Obviously, they're going to think that's either uh, Thor from the movies or Thor from the mound, and they're going to come up to you and squawk at you either way. So getting out here in the sunshine in Anaheim, uh, probably somewhere in Newport Beach, I imagine, just away from it all, hopefully get recognized for the good he's doing for the Angels. Yeah, I'm just so like... I'm so jazzed up about it, bro. Like the fact that we actually did something. And it's only November. It's only yeah. November. Pre-strike. It took us like <laughs> till it, we got right to the end of spring training with making acquisitions last season. But now it's November. Yep. We could get another move before the CBA lockout. And even beyond that, like I'm sure there's going to be more moves. We have to completely reconstruct the bullpen. I'm just so excited. It's going to be trades, I think, for the bullpen too. Um they said they keep emphasizing that trades aren't off the table. And I think we may know what that means. Looking at the same two, Adele and Marsh, as the big piece, and then some prospects or, or picks. Uh, people worried about losing picks need to shut up. Dude. Um, the Angels right. aren't in that situation, okay? All right. Terry? I need to, I need to say something. Uh, I love talking baseball. Great podcast. Great group of guys. I love Trevor Plouffe. Trevor Plouffe had a bad take the other day. Trevor Plouffe is upset that the Angels lose their second prospect pick in the draft. And on he's on record of saying there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. He said that this Noah Syndergaard signing is a bad one-year deal. Yeah, so he goes and back on And it doesn't make his... any sense, bro. Like, every, every year, every year, like, Angels fans know it, but any other fan of baseball is also aware. And I feel like it's just kind of like the general thing. Like, it's like you hear Angels, and it's like, oh, this is the issue that they have. The issue that they have is that they don't have any pitching or not a lot of good pitching, rather. And then we go and actually get someone with a lot of upside if he does come out 
of this injury having success again career 3.32 era career 2.96 fip like that's insane that's fantastic he's an innings eater Uh, in a healthy season he could pitch anywhere from 150 to 180 innings and with the six-man rotation that's probably where he's gonna that's probably where he's gonna be at i think that was a selling point for him too exactly yeah so that's like the perfect dream scenario for a guy coming off a tj I just don't get why people have to hate on the Angels so much, man. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, it does make sense, but then when the Angels actually go and do something to help themselves, they still get shit on. Yeah. Whereas JV goes back to the Astros, and he's going to potentially be getting paid $50 million if he does bad, because he's obviously going to take that player option for his second year, get that $50 million, already paying $25 million for the one year, and that's not a bad deal. Like, sure, he's throwing 96. I would have been happy if we took JV, but then we get two pitchers that are coming off of TJ. I, that We would be the laughing stock of the league if yeah. we went and got two pitchers that were coming off of Tommy John. That's what and I'm And paying that's, that amount of money. It's, it's both. It's both. They're both risky to some extent. Um, they can do no right, the Angels. Um, I think Trevor Plouffe needs to have his gardeners come on a different day already. Figure that out. Um <laughs> We're, every week we know i mean we get it it's wednesday but maybe maybe have him switch you know if you got to pay him a little extra maybe maybe do it but no I, he's gonna dislike the angels because they don't give him tickets the dodgers give him free tickets uh it's a longer drive all the way from where does he live calabasas up there that's what i hear kardashian but i don't know for sure Probably rubbing Neighbors elbows with Matt Stafford. Yeah, rubbing elbows with celebrities and all that. Hey, I like him too. Didn't like that take from him. Don't like some of their angel takes. Um, mo- but it's not just them. It's starting nine. It's it's everybody. It's and everybody. We get it. In the like league. we understand. Even guys. casuals. There's so many casual fans that just hate on the Angels just because they listen to these podcasts that have a lot of pull. Yep. And they just hear the generalization of oh they don't have any pitching and then that's it. And then you get you get guys like Patrick Sandoval like emerge up and coming and emerging you get guys like jose suarez who will give you a couple good starts here and there i mean the list goes on guys yes we get it we don't have good pitching we went out and got someone that actually pitches well we're still getting shit on i think a piece that needs to be talked about more too while we're at the rotation you mentioned sandoval and suarez as the lefties if we do pick up a lefty i think suarez would be the one to be bumped out at this point i think alex cobb is an important piece that we're forgetting i think we need somebody of his caliber or himself to be signed at a low deal for two years or something a year for that four slot. We haven't heard anything. Nothing. In regards to Alex Cobb, he's almost kind of been forgotten about. Is his hair dry? I mean, what, you know, it's probably dry right now. And that's why they're not hitting him up. I mean, I don't know if he doesn't resign with the angels. I see him going back to the Rays because the Rays completely got destroyed once they were eliminated from the postseason due to their lack of starting pitching, getting a guy like Alex Cobb, he, he seems like a total Rays fit. Former Ray, Ray, Alex Cobb. Rays ace, but yeah, first of all. Pretty much the Rays ace along with Shane Boz and uh, McCannahan or McClanahan. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's Not part a of a trade. Pod. Sign him and trade him if you don't want to keep him, but I feel like he would sign a good deal here. I'm not saying to trick him, but... You want to go back to the trop or you want to stay here? I mean, it's just one of those things. Angel Stadium is not that unfriendly to pitchers. It's really not. It's kind of a, what, a middle ground park? Yeah. It's not a pitcher's park. It's not a hitter's park. It's kind of just 
a park. It's neutral. Kind of, yeah, it's it's right in the middle, and that's what I like about it, to be honest, because I think you can get burned either way. It's possible. You don't have to build a team around your stadium. That's annoying, Yankees. You know, and it's not working. I'm tired. Okay, one argument I'm gonna say about Yankees and their fans and JV and all this. They're ready to win now. The Angels aren't. The Yankees won seven years after the Angels, which is now 11 years ago, going on 12 years ago. So I would just put the Yankees and Angels in the same boat as in uh, they won last decade with the Phillies, with the Marlins, like with teams that they're not, you know, the Red Sox have kept winning. Like they won in this decade or the previous decade even. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm tired of hearing like they're in win now mode. They're a competitive team every year, this and that. It's like, you know, I, I'm even getting sick of that because they're trying to steal all these picks. You guys got Cole, man. You got Cole that that offseason. That was the hugest signing. Big deal. It's supposed to be the answer. And you can't ever seem to get the answer. You get all these picks, all these pickups at the deadline and everything, and it just it isn't the answer. They're trying to steal everybody's words. They wanted Verlander. They're pissed he went to went to Houston. Yeah, they want to keep Rizzo. They want to keep Luke Voigt. They want to get Matt Olson. They want three they want first basemen on their team. They he, want Correa. Yeah, they want Correa they and want Olsen. Seager. You know, the list goes They're on delusional. for them. I'm tired of hearing them say 27 rings. Speaking of talking baseball, I'm, I'm talking about a couple of those guys, too. A couple <laughs> of those guys, too. But not, not as bad. They, they, they're more, you know, pandering to their own fan base, which I respect. But 27 rings before minorities were even allowed to play baseball <laughs> like come on dude shut the fuck up oh did you see correa's uh take about jeter how jeter didn't deserve yeah, any of his gold gloves that's what probably clown. the one thing that i that like if there's anything that correa is ever gonna say it's probably the one thing i agree with it's a clown take dude maybe not all of them maybe, but definitely you're talking, did not deserve the amount that he got sure that's not what he said that's not what he said he didn't, he said he didn't he deserve he didn't any. Mm. That's a joke. It's a clown show, dude. It's a clown show. You, you, you want to go on statistics alone? I don't think you deserve half the shit that you get, man. It's, it's the eye test, as Tyler's informed me on, is not a hotness test. The eye test is what Jeter passed with flying colors. Probably the best eye test ball player you could ever imagine. Am I wrong? You're not. Which is why he's, to me, one of the one of my favorite players. It's 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 he, but he did analytic stuff right. It's like he hit situationally. Okay, he wasn't always swinging for the fences like the Yankees were back then. Even though he did hit the occasional really clutch bomb using the playoffs. To say that he didn't deserve any of them is a clown take. I'm sorry. He's a Hall of Famer for sure. I mean, career three ten batting average. Stop career, there, dude. Career eight seventeen OPS, three thousand hits. Like, Come on. The guy deserved the MVP. Now, defensively, are you telling me that back then you could tell me five, six guys every year that he won that gold glove that deserve it an absurd amount more? I don't think so. I don't know. I didn't look at it because I, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay? That's, that's just the point. There were no analytics back then. So, I mean, if you're going to base it on that, dude, Babe Ruth didn't deserve the World Series that he won. Like, you could do so many things. Yeah, I mean, career 976, fielding percentage, 20 seasons at shortstop. Like, I'm not going to tell him that. What he, is that I'm not going to say dude? he didn't deserve it. I Never mean, played anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, still a Hall of Famer. I, I just wanted to push your buttons it's there a little a bit with the career take. take. I mean, piece of shit human being, I'll just say that. The word deserving or deserved in a sentence coming from that guy's mouth is the funniest shit I've ever heard. 
So that's that's the other thing is that it's coming from somebody that literally has something, the greatest thing you can win, that doesn't deserve any piece of it. So that's that's the kicker for me. That's fact. Somebody right else there. said that I can you know maybe sit down and talk to him and then call him a clown. But I you know I wouldn't even, <laughs> wouldn't even hear him out. That's one hundred percent facts. Uh, we'll get to the bad news before we get to the good news. The bad news is we kind of touched on it already. Excuse me. Rysel Iglesias declines the qualifying offer of $18.4 million. And I alluded to it earlier. It makes sense. The guy coming off a platform year, um, he thinks that he can get money. He can get more money. And rightfully so. You come off a good year like that, you're in the position to actually get the bag. By all means, do it. But Angels, you got to lock this guy up. You don't have anybody in the back of your rotation. Maybe you got Austin Warren who really shined in the second half of the season for the Halos. But Austin Warren can't be the only guy that you send out there, especially if you plan on sending him out there every night, which is totally something Joe Madden would do. Um, Mike Myers, solid second half, solid 2020 season. He needs to be consistent throughout the entirety of the season, not just the second half, because a lot of those games that we lost were at the hand of Mike Myers and the rest of the Angels' bullpen. See you, Shaq. And it feels like uh, we will see the return, the second coming, of the C-Shack redemption because there's no talks of him being shot to any other team. I, best case scenario, he retires, and we don't have to worry about that. Worst case scenario, he gets a two-year contract from the Angels for $20 million. Yeah. Absolute best, worst case. Best case scenario, some, you can fool somebody into looking at those numbers you told me and, and thinking that it's decent. Don't let him see any film. Well, if he goes to the Rays, then he's going to be... He, he may be the next... Uh, Cy Young reliever since Eric Gagne. I'll see shit my pants if that's the case. I'll tell you that much. It's a good pun. Yeah, I just don't let him see any any video, any arm angle, any 79 on the radar gun. Don't let him see any of that. Just show him those supposed numbers that said that he had a good stretch or whatever last year. You're trying to tell me he's not that bad after. Yeah, show him that good stuff and maybe we get, you know, some potato chips out of it back or something. It'll be all right. Can of corn, a little bag of peanuts. Yeah. Something. Something to feed uh, Thor there. Um, I did see that Rysel received a fourth place vote for the Cy Young this year. That was interesting. One fourth place vote, which I thought was awesome. I mean, good for him. That's Um, another 10 million (laughs) he wants. You know, I will say this about Steve Ciszek. I know that you're tired of me talking about Steve Ciszek. Ciszek got the... Saw young vote career two point eight five ERA. <laughs> oh boy, sub three baby. That's like, I I mean I would never guess that. I'd be like it has to be in the high fours. So what was it before this last season with the Angels? Low ones. <laughs> <laughs> career three point three five FIP. Not bad. Wow. Not bad. Never an All Star, but I mean most of his seasons. Like, he he had a three point four two. That's average. Look, I'm a believer in in you know wiping the slate clean and and starting the next year. If he comes out and shows that he can be a setup guy, fuck me, dude, put him in. I mean, I'm not against it. You just have to show me some consistency. <laughs> that was a tough one. You got to show me something, man, because it's like you have an outing that's fine, and then you have three that were just rough. And like I said, Inherited Runners, there was a whole Twitter account dedicated to Inherited Runners and how C-Sheck, you know, blew games without showing it on the stat sheet. Uh, it's the truth. Yeah. But, hey, 285. Can't argue with that. 
I mean, I literally can't argue with that. So I mean, give him a really low, 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 low deal, and only let him pitch like in blowouts. Get have that him, career ERA down to the back to the high twos. Just have him work the concession stand on days off and yeah, stretch in between customers. And I mean, yeah, let me open my can of beer there. Instead of Please. the one carrying that was yeah. like, no, I have to open it for you. Like, you don't even know the rules of yeah. your own workplace. That's California. Ugh. California rules. But if we do sign Rysel for a bigger deal or we do keep signing guys and go over, you know, prices are going to just go up anyway. So. Well, Rysel, we want you back. Yeah, man. And You're, I think he is coming back. I'm not, I don't think he's going anywhere. He can't. I think he's coming back for what you said exactly. Maybe two or three years at $15 million a year. Why would you not offer that as a deal if he turned down the 18? He's obviously not going to take... He won't take less than... Maybe the three years is what he wants. I don't know. I don't want the three with a fourth option. Maybe a club option fourth. But yeah, I think he, club option should be the fourth. And you know, if he really has proven himself at that point, then it's like, all right, give it to him. If he becomes the next Percy or K-Rod, then you know, keep it going. But yeah, no, we do need him back. We do need him back. And that's going to eat away at the budget. But next year with Upton being off. It is what it is. Kind of opens up some more. But, yeah. So, on to the, f- the third and final piece of business that I guess some people saw coming. I had no idea that this was going to happen. But I guess we had a good player on our team this year that was a valuable player. The most valuable in the entire... He did all right. American League. He's just a unanimous MVP. What was the what was the name on the guy? I drawn a blank. His name's a uh, Shohei Otani. Pitched a few games for us this year. Crushed a couple bombs. Okay, I think I remember going to a few. Yeah. Number was he like number seven? Number seventeen. 17? Yeah, seventeen. Yeah. Close enough. Go. Close enough. He's decent. He's kind of tall, right? Good looking. Good looking. Buff as hell. Hits the ball 480 feet. Lots of good gifs of him on on Twitter. Guys, Shohei Otani, your 2021 oh, American yeah, League guy. MVP. MVP, he did That's get it. That's the guy. Uh, with 30 first-place <laughs> votes. Vlad Guerrero receiving 29 second-place votes. Someone thought that he was a third-place uh, winner. One person gave Salvador Perez a second-place vote. That's a Kansas City writer. Yeah. Carlos Correa received zero uh, MVP votes. I don't know why he was even on the ballot, but uh, Aaron Judd received Did you deserve any of those, buddy? Probably not. Probably not. Aaron Judd received three third-place votes, zero second and zero first. I'm sure we'll see a Talking Yanks episode saying that that's completely snubbed. Or 2019. Should be the 2017 AL MVP, but stolen. Stolen. Marcus Semien received 24 third-place votes. I mean, both Vlad and Marcus had fantastic seasons. Aaron Judge was healthy this year, played really well. Hope to see more of that from him. But the man of the hour, Shohei Otani, as he normally is on Mike at the Halo. I mean, we gush about Shohei all the time, but it's finally official. It's finally seen through the eyes of the MLB universe. I mean, I don't know when the last time there was a unanimous MVP. I'm actually going to look that up right now, but what are your thoughts on it? My thoughts are that I was lying before we knew this was going to happen. I was only hoping it was going to be unanimous. I thought there may be a few people giving Vladdy the benefit of the doubt. 
Glad there wasn't. I don't want to take it off of Shohei because he is the man of the hour, the man of the year. Man, we say man like he's a man. I think that's funny. Uh, the Blue Jays, right? Yes. You get Semyon getting the gold glove, right? And Vlad MVP with the Hank Aaron Award. Vlad with the Hank Aaron Award. Silver Slugger. MVP runner-up, Silver Slugger. Most home runs? I yeah. want to say him and Salvi, Salvi were tied. tied. I'm not sure. And close to 50, right? 48. Yeah. Okay, so why are the Blue Jays not getting any flack? Yeah, I, I literally saw a tweet today after Shohei won that said, um, doesn't matter, he couldn't get his team to the playoffs, Vlad better. And uh, then every response underneath it was like, uh, neither did Vlad Jr., Fuckface. You're, you're talking about a team with Vlad Jr., Marcus Semyon, George Springer, Cy Young Award Cy winner Young Robbie Award. Ray. You, you, you took it out of my mouth, man. Exactly. They have all facets of the game locked up with elite players. Okay, everything but the MVP and and any other season, you got the MVP, right? Yep. Vladdy wins MVP. It wouldn't change a thing. Let's say Shohei doesn't exist or he didn't start off with this year, whatever, how it is. They would not be giving the Blue Jays any shit because it's just assumed, oh, you're in the AL East. You got the Red Sox. You got the Yankees. You got the Rays. You know, the Blue Jays aren't going to do it. Why isn't it, oh, you're in the AL West. You got the Astros and the A's. Like, nobody looks at it that way for us. You got the two best players in the game and you can't do fuck all. Well, Apparently not. Apparently, two of the best players in the game. I didn't know this is basketball. I didn't know we were playing basketball, yeah. Jacob. I didn't know two players can win you games. Yeah, I thought. I thought. Each, I'm unaware of that. I thought each player can only bat once every nine hitters or pitch every five or six days. Uh, yeah, no. I just something that I noticed. Like, wow, the Blue Jays like getting all this love and all this. It's like, well, but they didn't do shit either. What do we end with? The same record? Couple game difference? Couple games difference? I mean, really? Yeah. They had a shot at the playoffs under we the had a contingency shot of. Yeah, you know, other teams losing games, but I'm talking like a five or six game difference. I mean, you know, and I mean, guys, like the Blue Jays are a good team. The Blue Jays are going to be a force to reckon with in the AL East for quite some time. Like, Out of going all forward, the you know? AL East teams, they're set up the best moving forward. They are set up the best. Like we we love that Vlad Jr. was so successful this season. Like we we had his dad on our team. We loved his dad, and we love Vlad Jr. But when things come down to the bottom line, Shohei Otani did something that no one has done in Major League Baseball before. Better than Babe Ruth. Heard of him? Some guy. Some guy. Speaking of Otani, he's the 11th MVP winner, to, or AL MVP winner, I should say, to get a unanimous MVP. The last one was ours truly, Mike Trout, in 2014. There we go. Prior to him, another kid, Ken Griffey Jr. in 1997. Uh, Frank the Tank Thomas, 1993. Jose Canseco in 1988. That's the last time the Dodgers won a real World Series. Uh, Reggie Jackson, Halo legend, Yankee legend, 1973. Mr. October. Denny McClain, 1968. Frank Robinson, 1966. Mickey Mantle, 1956. That's weird. So it's it's every handful of years. Al Rose in 1953 and Hank Greenberg in 1935. Well, that's a big gap. But other than that first gap, it's like a – and there wasn't – I mean, you wonder what Twitter was saying back then, 1935. 
Every couple of years, there's one, and this is going to be one that may be the first back to back, or it could happen every other year. Let's say in a couple of years, like to where there's a unanimous player that gets it twice within a few years. He'll he'll be battling it out with Mike Trout next season, hopefully. <laughs> Phenomenal. And then we're going to be at a Phenomenal. crossroads as to who should get it. Um, Syndergaard and Shohei for the Cy Young as well. Exactly. Oh my God! Just, just going to be a complete bloodbath. We're dreaming, folks, but we can now. We have reason to dream because we have a team coming together. And I don't know. If more happens, it's just going to add to these dreams. And they may get real spicy real quick. We'll see. We'll see. Otani is also the second Japanese-born player to win the AL MVP. Just any MVP in general. Second to Seattle Mariners legend Ichiro Suzuki in 2001. So happy to have both of them in the same caliber of each other one of the best players i've ever seen play yeah each, each i'm actually happy that i got to see a lot of his games played and you know oh, i saw him a bunch played angel stadium yeah yep. mariners angels uh, good times 100 percent all the time bunted for a hit more often than he bunted for an out just fastest player i'd ever seen i think to that point in my life facts crazy he was halfway to first base when he hit the ball just all that stuff and i see a lot of Things that he brought to the game and, and parts of his game in Shohei. I do. Yeah. The, obviously, there's like the looks aren't there, like the size, and Shohei's a pitcher and hits bombs for the most part. And Ichiro had his fair share of homers. He did. But just the, um, some of the work ethic and just, I mean, I think it's just Japanese players in general. I think of Matsui as well. I mean, there's a handful, but I just see a lot of his game in, in Otani. So that's, it's fun. Fun to watch. That was a fun little rundown that we did there. <clears throat> Again, congratulations to Shohei Otani. Like, one hell of a year. I can't wait to see the career that this guy is going to have. He's, he's coming into his prime, you know, and this is just the beginning. Hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood. Knock on the wood. Um, we love you, man. Like I'm, I'm literally about to cry because of how happy I am about you winning the MVP. And we knew it was happening. We knew it was going to happen from the very first game that we went to this season to watch him. You know, his first game against the White Sox, starting that game, crushing a home run. Man, what a year. 2021, guys. Closing it now. You know, award season is over. And we have 2022 to look forward to, fingers crossed, assuming there's no CBA lockout. The lockout or the CBA agreement ends December 1st. So um, once that happens, that's probably when we'll check back in with you unless there's any more uh, acquisitions made in the offseason or any signings. Yeah, look out for Instagram Live. If there's a signing, we'll be on the day of probably or the next day if there's a big move. We won't do a whole pod for it unless it's really necessary, I guess. We'll just recap the next time. But, yeah, we'll, we'll hop on there. Those of you who on there last time, thanks for entertaining us and asking your questions and answering some of ours as well. But, yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully there is more news to share. Hopefully there's more acquisitions made, some trades maybe. We, we don't know. But uh, the next few episodes going forward will probably be um, just regular baseball-related. I know we're going to do some, uh, some grades for the players uh that's something that we're working on so we're gonna have like a a nice little grading session for the players of 2021 shohei sneak peek number one but uh the rest of the guys and 
the the worst of the guys too. We'll definitely get into that. Oh yeah. Some stadium rankings, some baseball movie rankings, some player rankings just of all time. We'll have a whole bunch of offseason stuff for you guys to look forward to, and we're looking forward to it as well. Uh, for now, we're out to the Ducks game. You're hearing this on a you're hearing us record this on a Thursday night. By the time you listen to it, it'll be Monday morning. Sorry, it's Friday morning. I'm already days ahead. <laughs> Upload speeds, man. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the Ducks uh, continue their winning streak. It's going to be awesome. Let's go. Uh, any final thoughts, Jacob? No, I'm excited. First game in a long time. Uh, what a day. I mean, what a week. We got the Ducks going, rolling. Troy Terry point streak. Thor's coming to Anaheim. Shohei MVP. Perry's on a tear. Scary Perry season. Get some monster energy into that guy. Keep him up. That'll do it, everybody. Big fly. Mike that baby up. Absolutely. Got a thunder. Kobe. <laughs>